Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Crushing Depths, a D20 Modern Real Play podcast. I am Paul, the GM for this campaign, and showrunner for the LTM Gaming podcast. This week on the podcast is technically the beginning of a new session for the guys, so they'll give an extended recap of the previous session, and we'll also include a bit of detailed information about their level ups and the paths that they have chosen for their characters. After that, we'll visit Sal on the farm and get to see more of Enzo and Carmela in action as they defend Carmela's petunias. We hope you enjoy. So we have our whiteboard, and we're going to have to pick one of the things and go. But we have to pick the one that Paul sent us the map for, so that we're not metagaming. Wait, I thought yeah. we were deliberately not going to pick that one. Oh, yes, let's deliberately not pick that one. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, you know, I learned my lesson, sort of, about planning too far ahead after you guys totally bypassed, like, two huge things that I had written out, and... Now I'm... We're totally going to do it again? Yeah, you're yeah. totally going to do it again. And I have... I basically had to sit down this week and plan out a shit ton of stuff because you're at the point where you could go in so many different directions. And I know half of it's not going to be used, which is sad because it's really fun. Mm-hmm. See, then you need to learn from me. If you remember correctly, in the Forgotten Realms campaign, it was complete railroading. Choo-choo! <laughs> 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 and, and the best thing is, so I started another campaign with some guys, and this was this was the beginning of it. You're in a bar. Some guy walks up to you and says, "Hey, I've got this job for you, and, it'll, and if you do it, I'll give you a thousand gold." And they go, "Nah, we'll pass." <laughs> so, I, so then I go, "All right." And then they're like, "Let's go find somebody else." And they they go down to like- the bar, and they're like, and this guy's like. Hey, I've got this job for you, and if you do it, I'll give you eight hundred gold. <laughs> <laughs> and so they go back and track down the first guy. <laughs> hey, especially to the guy who's like, "I got this job for you. If you do it, I won't kick you in the nuts." <laughs> right? No, you should have been like, "I've got this job for you. I'll give you a thousand gold." No, we'll pass. Okay, I've got this bill for you. Here's your tab. It's a thousand gold. <laughs> I'm looking you should know that my. Inbouncer is a level twelve wizard. <laughs> so, so wait. So, if I remember correctly, Sal's on the farm still, correct? TJ is going to give he us a very brief recap. Out. Go ahead, TJ. Okay, so we are going to do a recap. Yes, within the next minute. Okay, like the micro machines guy. Yep. Yeah, I'm just trying to remember where we started. Whatever uh, happened to the micro machines guy? You started after just after slamming the door in Van's face. Did, yeah. Didn't he so, die from a coke overdose or something? Sal and Russ and <laughs> Lydia went to sleep. For. Wait. Okay, ready and go. Sal and Russ and Lydia went to sleep. Vanessa went to sleep as well. Uh, at some point during the night, Vanessa left the room, doesn't know what happened until she woke up, was standing over a flayed body that was basically dissected um, as though being exposed for a uh, an anatomy textbook. Uh, in her hand, she found a magic wand to kill angels with, and then she came back to the group. Uh, during this time, Lydia woke up. Russ said, I can't sleep and I need to leave. Russ took her back to crop scores and then came back with donuts. Sal woke up to donuts, and then Courtney 
came and said, everyone has to leave. The big dude from Thailand's here. And Sal heard, big dude from Thailand, I have to go talk to him about this thing that I have. Everybody else tried to leave. It was um, his penis. <laughs> no, you mean Rage Boner. <laughs> Trying to leave basically meant that Vanessa tried to kill everybody with cold. Uh, oh, that is not even remotely Unkilled true. them with cold. And they said, we're really sorry we had to do this. And they're like, you just needed to stay. Why'd you attack us? And they said, uh, because. And then they left. Um, <laughs> Sal walked up and started approaching the Ulithid. He Ooh, started to remember all these happy 80s montage memories about waxing on and waxing off. And then he remembered further back to when he had his brain flayed and uh really further back in time it was the same time yes further back in his memory not further back in time it's ulitharid versus illithid just yeah like Um, oodles of tentacles yeah and so when he remembered that he his successful role was applied to him not peeing himself he turned and left and went back to crop squares where Russ and Vanessa and Lydia were not necessarily waiting, but that's where they were. Um, <laughs> they really didn't care the, what happened to you. Yeah. No one cared about <laughs> Sal. Vanessa figured up. out or Vanessa let Lydia stay and Lydia said, I want to help the group. And Vanessa said, yeah, yeah, whatever. And she said, can I have stuff? And she's like, if it's free, you can get whatever you want. And, um, no, I then, said, as long as it doesn't blow up the place. That was also a condition. As long as it was free, and if it didn't blow up the place, she could have it. I didn't say anything about being free. No, actually, I was going to ask about this as a point of clarification, but keep going, TJ. Okay. During this time, Lydia also talked with Russ about stuff. Um, Russ brought his bike into the shop to be worked on. Uh, he and Lydia started went into like this little mechanical gearhead mode. She asked him about acquiring a... Auto-erotica? No, that was a different... That was later. Uh, Yeah. Lydia asked if Russ had a way to acquire a Gatling gun. So we'll get to... But that's the tying up of a a line, so we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, Vanessa spent... Figured out that the wand thing had writing on it. She figured out that it was, I think, ancient Nordic runes. And started copying them for translation. And that was that. Uh, Cell showed up. He was all nervous. He sat quietly and then left to go back to the farm. His family was okay. He couldn't find any members of the order guarding his home like they were supposed to be or like he had been told they would be while he was going out to help his dad with some chores after maybe accidentally calling his daughter a slut. He blacked out. Um, and so how we ended everything was maybe uh, Sal's, <laughs> Sal's blackout. Also, he had a vision during it. And during that vision, he was speaking a language that he doesn't understand once awake, but he definitely knew that he was not speaking gibberish and was like clear headed when he was speaking it in the vision. And I believe that in Eleutherid, Sal wasn't certain that it was Kronzon, but it could have been. He's standing in an ocean, feeling dread, and all of a sudden, twin there tentacles. Also a child there. Oh, and a child. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Nobody cares about the kid. Well, no, I thought there was, but then I'm like, oh, maybe I'm only remembering that there was another person that was the Eleutherid. 
Um, anyway. Is it the space uh, and then twin tentacles the size oh. <laughs> of uh, skyscrapers uh, come forth from the ocean. And so that was Sal's ending point. Uh, Vanessa has been copying and translating for a good couple of hours and all of a sudden realizes how much time has passed. She looks into her file with that she's doing all the copying into and realizes that the last several hours, the last 50 or so pages, has just been her writing the same two words over and over again. They are unrelated to any of the translation that she's done. She doesn't remember, like, ever stopping trying to translate. And she goes back and she finds exactly where she stopped on the uh, wand and figures out that. But the words that she's done over and over again are something's watch. <laughs> what? Watkins What's the name Glenn. of the city, Steve? Watkins Glen. Oh, Watkins Glen. Okay. That's what he said. Uh, and he, watch. <laughs> and so Vanessa. And it closer than you remembered, Steve. What did I say? You didn't say anything. There you go. You have the a goldfish. <laughs> Vanessa looked up Watkins Glen and found out that it's this sort of doomed place ever since someone tried to establish a super secure gated community, for lack of a better term, uh, in there around the time of the crisis during the food shortage. And that was sort of where her thing ended. Russ did call on Lydia's behalf to some contacts that he has to find out if they're, if they could get access for him for a Gatling gun. And they informed him that Hell's Eagles were back and were looking for him. Wait, oh, they should totally have been the Hell's Satans, just like the Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Oh, um, and, the po- and for your point of clarification, Paul, yes, I did liquidate the 30 wealth I have into gold coins, which I swim in like Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> my, my question was that Lydia actually asked you if you would be willing to put up, oh, seven or eight wealth, I think was what she said, in order for her to do some upgrades to the building. And I think that... I'd have to go back and listen to it again, but I think that that got lost, what your actual answer to her was. Whether I think it was as well, which is why I said that his implica- his implied answer initially, before we had the discussion of the wealth part, when she said, "Would like, could I get stuff? And Steve said sort of, sure, whatever yeah. you want, but just don't, later on, anything will blow up. I don't remember that. Steve doesn't remember that. Sure. The part about the she, wealth? So, yes, she could be ordering on my behalf. Okay. Then go ahead and we will subtract. So you are down to a 22. So I lost 8? Yep. Tell you what. All right. Tell you what, All you right. can roll a percentage. If you roll over 50, you can lose 7. All right. Due to your impressive bargaining skills. Actually, I, roll a... Uh, <laughs> D4. <laughs> No, roll a diplomacy check. How about that? Fourteen. That's your total? Screw you! Don't you yes. have like a ten in diplomacy or something? I'm sorry, eleven? I have an eight. You have a total eleven. I have an eight. You have eight ranks. Oh, I don't. It's not what my sheet says. Well, <laughs> anyway, you lose eight. 
20. What level does your sheet say you are, Steve? Two or three? <laughs> it says that I'm six, smartass. Very good. We glossed over the level ups a little bit. So uh, what I want to do is have everyone briefly go through your level up, just basically saying any cool new abilities you got, but uh, also a brief description of justifying your level up from an in-character point of view. Make sense? I'll start. I'm sorry. I would have done it faster, but I was just chewing on a donut. Mm-hmm. Okay. You, you have donuts? I had donut halves, and I ate Aww. two. Uh, Sal is level six. He, After five levels of strong, he multiclassed into soldier, or advanced class into soldier, or whatever the technical <laughs> phrasing for that is. Uh, the way I justify him moving into soldier is that after, you know, the, the the strong has just sort of been him, like, relying on his general toughness and, you know, the thought that he had to go and help his friend, you know, back when he thought Leo was still alive. So he was just kind of doing what he thought needed doing. But in the last sort of set of adventures, he's really sort of hardened up a little bit more and taken on more of a soldiery role. The cool things that he has now are he has biofeedback, which is my whatever ability. Uh, thank you. Pisonic. Yes. <laughs> Who came up with that? Paul just did. That's awesome. Oh, I'm I love that. Pisonic is. We've had that around for quite a few sessions, and I think it was originally TJ's. I definitely don't remember that, but I think it's awesome. It sounds clever. Probably not me. <laughs> anyway. So what it does is it gives him damage, uh, damage reduction of two for uh, currently it's six minutes three times a day. And then the other ability that he got when he, uh, he got a feat for going into soldier. And so I got heroic surge. So technically um, it um, is. You got a feat for being six level, which was heroic surge and you got weapon focus as your soldier thing. Oh, I'm sorry. That is correct. I forgot that I didn't have weapon focus. So I believe I took weapon focus with my hands. Yeah. Yeah. So for melee attacks, now I have weapon focus. And uh, heroic surge, which technically is basically, it's an encounter power, basically. Right, Paul? It says extra move or attack. I don't think it's a daily. I think it's technically... I don't know. Somebody else is the expert on this thing. For what? Heroic surge. It's a move or... It's it's either or, and you get to Wait, it's a, a number it's of a times. Move it's, it's, it's a, it'd be a daily power, TJ. It's times per day. Oh, it's, okay. So you have it two times I, I, per day. Two times per day. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's not on my sheet. So never more than once per round. Yeah, so you get to now do it twice twice a day. So I can use it both times in a single quote unquote encounter, but that, it's still limited per day. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Steve, you're so up. that's sell stuff. For me, Vanessa took a rank or a her first level in Acolyte. Always been moving towards this, I think, especially since Leo's death. I feel like her character is and and just everything we've been meeting has been making her more strongly believe that aliens exist and that her psionic abilities may, you know, 
will manifest themselves in a more profound way. Acolyte from the theme that I had is just, you have to have a deep belief in the things that are going on. And I obviously took steps towards this by taking a level of dedicated. So I actually had the prereqs for it in game. Now I can do spells. I took the feet spell penetration, which (laughs) is probably never going to matter because (laughs) it's going to make TJ giggle every time you say it. I know. Uh, Don't make Sal giggle. It, oh, it, may right. not, it may not ever matter insofar that I don't know if I'll ever encounter something with magic resistance. But if I ever do, you know I, I got a good chance of beating it. It's not just penetration a, is just. I thought it also increased the DCs. No. See, I don't. Rereading it, I don't think that's the case. Oh, okay. But in any event, well, I guess I'll have to put things in that have spell resistance then. <laughs> Well, thanks. It was also it was also it was also chosen on a whim. So I mean, you can anyway. keep in mind the rule that we established at the beginning that you can retrain like one item per level up. So if there's something that's not working, you can always swap yep. it out. Yep. And I also got the Paul gave me the the ability of energy push, which I can do three times a day. Oh, you earned it. Oh, I totally earned it. That's what I said. Uh, okay. Go ahead, Matt. <clears throat> Alright, well I continued down the gunslinger path. Uh, since, you know, it seems like we keep running into things and keep ending up in shootouts. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, that's as pretty... far as, what's that? That's pretty easy to justify. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, my feet, my bonus feet out of Doing that, I I basically brought back my advanced firearms and gained burst fire. So I'm I can run around with my two pistols, but then if I need to, I can the one has the automatic, so I can use that, or I can break out the M16 if I need to. So this gives me more flexibility as far as doing more damage if we run into something kind of nasty. And I think that just made more sense than trying to take like a far shot or. Something else kind of like that. But mm-hmm. I did consider taking like light armor or, you know, a couple other things along those lines, but, and Thank then you. my special ability, well, we all know about the gills, but then <laughs> my, uh, psionics have kind of increased where I get concealing amorpha, where it allows me to, uh, basically put up like kind of like a, like a film or something around me that makes it harder to see me and harder it, to hit. It exudes out of your gill holes. Nice. <laughs> Every time that happens, you have to make the the greased up deaf guy noises. <laughs> <laughs> you can't hit me. Yeah. Bye bye everybody. You're never gonna get me. <laughs> see you next year. Exactly. Are you using the the leather? Who's or who or is anyone using the leather jacket thing that uh, Lydia gave you? Uh, I don't think we got around to that yet. But I was oh. going to wear that. Yeah, it was definitely not going to be me. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Yeah, we hadn't had a chance to like. Oh, we're suiting up to go somewhere yet. Yeah, that would put but, your yeah. defense at twenty three. I believe that would be right. Well, what is Sal's defense? With my shield, it's 22. Wow. And Steve's is like 10. Oh, I'm it's sorry. 14, 14. <laughs> Well, I have taken all of the non-combative classes, which they definitely penalize you for in terms of AC. You can totally wear Russ's Letterman jacket 
that he doesn't need anymore. Exactly. You have a David, you have a David Letterman jacket? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do stupid people tricks in it. <laughs> is that why you, is that why we hang out with Sal? <laughs> we are going to go with Sal's perspective first. Uh, you guys all have the Giangaliazzo family farm map, correct? Yeah, did you draw correct. that? I know. No <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask where you got it from, because that's awesome. <laughs> I just searched on Google Images for a while until I found the right farm that I wanted. Um, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Is, there, is there a wood chipper on there? Uh, we'll say the wood chipper is actually over by 14, which is the machine shed. And that's actually, coincidentally enough, exactly where Sal and Enzo are after Enzo's been puttering around, you know. Nice segue. In the machine shed, and Sal went out to find him, and Sal's sort of laying on the ground, looking up at the sky just outside of the machine shed. Go ahead and roll a spot check. Six. (laughs) You, You do manage to notice a... Wisp of dark smoke way off to the south of you. Uh, it looks like it's probably pretty big, even though it's small from this point. Yeah, I have to go do the hardest role-playing I'll probably have to do yet. I have to play TJ's mom. <laughs> <laughs> so, Matt, when I make when I make passes at you, I'm really making passes at you. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Method acting. And we can go ahead. So at this point, Sal, you're laying on the ground, and Enzo, you are presumably standing over him, slapping him a little bit to get him back awake. Oh, Dad, stop. One more for good measure. (laughs) (laughs) I said enough, old man. And like, you know, kind of gruff, and I, and I, I sit up. How, how long was I out? 37 hours. Why didn't you take me to the hospital? <laughs> we'll make that seconds. About 37 seconds. Oh. Okay, start again. That. <laughs> that seems awful. How long was oh. I out? Not long enough. No. That's not <laughs> what I said. <laughs> just just for a second, what happened? I, stroke? I, I don't know. I, I must have been lightheaded. Um... In, in, in Sal probably still looks a little bit sweaty from like all the walking he did this morning and the cold sweat that he had from seeing Karanzan and having his memories come back. So he might, even though it's probably not very hot yet, cause it's still early in the day, I, you know, I think I'm going to go inside for a little bit, dad. Maybe I'm just dehydrated. I'm going to sit down and have something to drink. Like, good. Take care of yourself. Sal gets himself up and he okay. heads to the house. You are heading to the house, and behind you, in the brush behind the machine shed, two creatures burst out of the brush uh, about the size of a large horse, and they slam through the fence and charge at both you and Enzo. I, I oh, shit, Dad, look out. I wasn't really listening to where we were on this map. Can you, can you try that? Okay. Machine and shed. You're, and you're saying it busted through from... Behind, like, in the spray-painted green grass behind it? <laughs> those are trees. I'm saying those are trees. Anywhere on the map you see that is a tree. So everywhere else is just, like, barren 
sand dunes? <laughs> it's uh, it, it snowed in July, and that that's white snow over the ground. So how come the shut up? I... <laughs> shut up. <laughs> no, those are trees. So yes, okay. and it it broke down the fairly sturdy wooden fence. That's can can, can you describe it for me? Sure. This creature looks like a bloated ovoid, ovoid, covered with a rock-like skin. A vine-like stalk about two feet long rises from the top of the disgusting body and bears the two eyes. Its mouth, little more than a wide gash filled with razor-sharp teeth, is in the center of the mass. The creature shuffles about on three thick, sturdy legs. It has two long tentacles covered in rough, thorny protrusions. The tentacles end in leaf-like appendages covered in more thorny growths. I'm going to grab the shotgun that I have in the machine shed. That's fine. Oh, it has vagina tentacles. I weep for you if that's your experience <laughs> of a vagina. <laughs> that, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you mean you mean your wives don't have like giant spikes on them? <laughs> well, yeah, but just not on their vaginas. <laughs> So, uh, Carmela, you are still in the kitchen. That's you, Matt. Uh, that places you inside of four. And you see where that seven is? Out by the privy? Yes. You see one of these creatures burst through the fence there and charge towards the house. From the trees, right? That are on the ground? Yes. My petunias. <laughs> Tree-like <laughs> petunias. You do have everything that's on your sheet, Matt. Okay. So I stay in the kitchen with my gun and my knife. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a modern book in order to know what those powers are? Yeah, I do. Okay. I was trying to look at those. But you have powers? Yeah. Are they political powers? Political powers. Thank you. No, remember, Steve, I I had the thing that helps everybody, except I didn't help anyone instead. (laughs) That sounds like you. (laughs) Everyone can go ahead and roll initiative. Uh, seven. Sal's slow to respond on account of he's laying on the ground. I waited until you got up on purpose. Twelve. Nine. Jazz hands. Alright, I'm going to step in front of Sal, covering him. Uh, So, are they coming at us? Oh yeah. That's, okay. Definitely coming at you. I'm covering him and I say, go to the machine. Go to fourteen. That's where you guys are. You're standing like inside. Inside. Okay. You could say like get in the shed. Yeah. Get in. Yeah. That's get inside. And then I'm going to shoot. Okay. The eighteen. It's four damage. Okay. We're gonna call the one that Enzo just hit number one. Carmela, you're up next. I'm in the kitchen. Where's where's the daughter? Didn't she leave? She's gone. Yes. Okay. Uh, what time is it? Was this like evening it's or time for shooting? It's morning. It's about noon. Is it morning. Oh, is it okay? Yeah, we're putting it at noon, assuming that Sal and Enzo worked, you know, quote unquote, worked on the farm for a while in the morning. Okay. Sal's introspection eventually led to his. Do our keys work out here, or is it like we're yeah. out so far out in the country they don't get they signaling? They definitely work. Okay, I'm I'm gonna call Enzo and uh, Sal and be like, 
Like some sort of horrible thing just burst through my petunia garden by the privy. One's came by us too, honey. There's two by you, Enzo. Whatever. One's. Just he said one's. one's. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Damn you. Right. I'm sorry. The plural. There was more than one one of them. <laughs> the fact that you are too stupid to get stupid by language. <laughs> yeah, dummy face. Anyway, in the brief responses, ones came through at us too. Go upstairs. Okay. Alright. Carmelo. I'm assuming it was meant to be fast. So. Yeah, I'm gonna start running and uh, try to head up towards the stairs. Okay. You can make it basically upstairs. This so we've never seen anything like this before? No. Okay. It's not like, oh no, those things came back. You know, <laughs> the raccoons are back in the horse shed. <laughs> yeah, I know. Now we know what's been going through our garbage. Exactly. <laughs> Sal. Actually, I'm not sure that it's my turn. No, you were the one that was going no, through it, the garbage. Yeah. It is definitely oh. not Sal. It is their turn. And one. See, Paul, if you look at the pictures at number three, it says orchard and, and, Grape arbor? See, those are trees. They look like trees. They're individual trees. The other stuff is masses of trees. So we have like a fenced-in area of trees? No, you just don't have... That's. There's... We haven't cleared that land yet. Sal's oh. a busy guy. He doesn't have time to clear every tree, Dad. <laughs> if you see the 13, actually, so if you look at the map, north is actually down. Yeah. And the 13 is your field's... That fence that runs sort of left to right above 13, the road is in front of that. I'm going to say there's a gate uh, where that sort of drive is. Why am I not seeing? Oh, there's 13. Never mind. It's way off to the side. So. I don't see it. It's by the numbers. Yeah, it's by the numbers. Like by one and two. Go left. (laughs) Your other left. Okay. Anyway, I don't care. I'm just trying to get so the vast majority of your crop fields are actually across the street, and there's a giant area that extends. It, it, it makes sense if you look on Google Maps. It sort of corresponds to that in the site where his uh, farm lies. I have to imagine that Sal probably wouldn't have been industrious enough to build his own windmill. <laughs> I thank you, Paul, for giving him credit. <laughs> no, no, we were just over-glorified squatters, so right. it's there when we got here. But I'd, I, well, okay, anyway. Did you know that Wimbles on farms actually are used for irrigation? That what on what's? Windmills on farms are used for irrigation. Oh, like as the wind turns the mill, it, it pulls water. directs water into... Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Science is awesome. <laughs> the more you know... It's, it's the devil. Do, 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 do. <laughs> They're also there to look cool and show you when a tornado's coming. Wow, okay, Enzo's getting slapped. And I don't have your sheets up, so you guys are going to have to tell me if they... I'm just going to give you the numbers, and you can tell me if it hits. Does a 24 hit? No. <laughs> Liar. <laughs> oh, I was looking at my action points. <laughs> Does a 19 hit? No, that's an actual no. That's an actual no? Okay, that's, yes. that means you did not get critical. Uh, and you take 
See, if I didn't have to protect my stupid good-for-nothing son. Uh, take three points of damage. Oh, I guess I guess they are vaginas. <laughs> no, Where's actually, vaginas? wait, is that with the minus two? Nope, that's you have to figure that out yourself. No, I'm just making sure you weren't already factoring. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to factor in basically anything. And okay. and we're going to start a grapple. It gets to try to establish a grapple without provoking an attack of opportunity. So. Uh, opposed grapple check. This is your base attack bonus plus strength modifier, Enzo. I'm actually going to attempt to do the real grapple rules tonight. They're just faking it. Versus the fake grapple rules? They're actually not that difficult. I've been doing them a lot in, in the other game I was playing. Good, you should be an expert. You can tell me when I... I'm not. So, basic attack bonus. Plus strength plus modifier. Plus roll. Right. So, these are opposed checks. Uh, so, you need to beat a 17. Wait a minute. So, it's just my melee attack modifier. Yeah, essentially. Okay. I have to beat a what? 17. I did not. You are grabbed. And you automatically take... Ah. It's like it lifts me off the ground and starts wrapping its big exactly. thing around it, me. It basically hits you with a spike, grabs around you, and lifts you off the ground and starts squeezing you. You take four damage. Two damage. What? Four minus two. You just said you weren't going to do okay, it. Okay, <laughs> I won't. I will not do it anymore. I'll tell you exactly what you take, and you can have to subtract it. So. How am I going to lie to you if you're giving me the exact number? <laughs> There's a paper trail, Paul. <laughs> what are you, an accountant? <laughs> the other, that's by Enzo and Sal, charges at Sal. It can't. It I put myself between it and him. Okay. But then now you're in the air. It's going to... This is still supposed to be simultaneous. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's going to also attack Enzo then. And does a 14 hit? Ooh, they're going to fight over you. I'm guessing a 14 does not hit. His defense is 20, so... Okay. Just... So that one slaps at you and misses. Then we move to uh, the one near Carmela, which is number three, who... Carmela, you can't actually see anymore since you've moved into your, the inside of the house and you're climbing the steps. But you do hear it sort of smashing through the back uh, wall of your house. You can hear, like, wood splintering and stuff. So we've had rats in this house. Like, not like the rat thingy. And now we've had rats, this in this rat house. Rat king, vampires. Yep. Damn, this place is like... Look, is it, did he build it on an ancient Indian burial ground? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and now the wood chippers here just, like, drawing the evil to it. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, Sal, it's your turn. So Sal sees that one of these things has grabbed his dad and hears his dad go, like he's being hurt because he's a tough guy and he doesn't scream. Sorry, so uh, he only took he only took three <laughs> points total of damage. He definitely would not scream. Right. TJ, you're, it's a great. That's what I said. Back up a second. Uh, Enzo needs to roll a fort save. I don't know. I think you forgot it. So 
lose control of his bowels. <laughs> Fort save for 26. Wow, you are not diseased. Okay, go ahead, So, Well, not diseased from that. Lousy, <laughs> lousy Carmella. <laughs> lousy loose Carmella. I should, I should say lousy sailors. <laughs> Sorry. So we've now established hey, I had a, that I had a pass before I met you. Carmella is a slut, and so is Izzy. <laughs> it runs in the family. Just like so. Anyways, he sees this thing has grabbed his dad, and so he doesn't want to shoot and risk hurting his dad. So he slides his hand into his pocket, puts on his brass knuckles, and uh, attacks the monster that's holding his dad. Okay. Is it at you? Is that how you say? You guys would say it. I have no idea. You can say it however you want. Paul, Paul's, no, Paul's the GM. I want to hear what you call it. Otyug is what I would imagine. Otyug? All right. Well, you're probably right. The so, GH is probably supposed to be silent. Otyug? I don't know. Otyug. Sal attacks the monster that's holding his dad. Okay. The monster lost his crap with a dexterity bonus to its AC. Uh, I'm guessing the 30 hits. Yeah, that hits. You got a 30 and you don't have a critical? No, because... That's sad. It's a 17. So, I don't I don't have an extended critical range yet. Okay. When, when does that happen? Uh, In a level or two, I think. You totally have extended critical range. You keep forgetting this. I don't know why. From where? Is that the... Oh, there it is, because it's... Damn it, because it doesn't move to your weapon area. Feats do not. You have to take into account feats themselves. Yeah, I know. They don't automatically update. So, yeah. Just... Okay, 19 and 20. It still doesn't doesn't threaten, but... Yeah, that's fine. It was closer, at least. You hit the same one that Enzo hit. For 13 damage. Oh my gosh. Wow. You're just like the Hulk, but you're small. <laughs> I hope I meet to Cthulhu so I can pick him up and swing him around and then say, ha ha, puny god. <laughs> okay, and Steve, or Steve, yeah, Steve is, Steve is up. Nope, Enzo's up. Whatever. Did, did it drop me after getting punched? Well, I was going to ha- actually ask you, do you know what happens if it, I'm looking right now at the grip. It may have to maintain it or attempt it again if something... I mean, thematically, you don't have to have it necessarily do anything. You just say it got punched somewhere else that didn't impact its ability to hold. But given that he's going specifically for the place where, you know, he's not just going for the creature, he was going for the creature, you know, the areas that would make him drop his father, I assume that you may want to take into account. Yeah, I'm gonna, it doesn't actually say, which kinda surprises me, or maybe I'm just missing it right now, but we're gonna say, it's just gonna be, so re-roll, it's gonna have to maintain the, like, it'll be another grapple check to maintain the hold on you. Okay. So 16. I rolled a natural 19, so. I'm... So you fall out of its grasp. Yep. And how high was I off the ground when he lifted me up? Not very high. These things are oh. about as big as a horse. So don't, I, I, I wouldn't have to, I mean, even being a middle-aged guy, I can just land that. Yeah. All right, so then 
I move in such a way since they are horse sized to get a side of it such that I can just shoot it with the shotgun and not have a chance of hitting Sal. Okay. You have to back off a little ways, otherwise I'm going to take an attack opportunity. I frankly don't care. And actually, if you shoot the one that Sal's attacking right now, uh, you would take a so that minus two or minus, minus four. It's minus four, but like I said, I was trying to move in such a way that big creatures or, or large creatures, you don't necessarily have that because you're not like you don't have the ability to just hit this tiny little spot where the where that thing is. If it's big, okay. you know. If it's considered large, it, that doesn't necessarily apply if you're specifying you're on a different side of it or whatever. I believe you. Go ahead. Uh, 18. That's a hit. Okay. Damn it. Five. I rolled. <laughs> so the total damage I have rolled on... 4d8 is two twos, a one, and a four. <laughs> Not good. Not good. See, that's why you should stop rolling so many d8s and instead just get a plus eight. Carmella. Uh, I'm going to try to get up. Let's see here. The, the, a, the internal t- topography of the house is negotiable. I'm just kind of looking. At, is there a place I could get, like... Go to your safe room. Well, I was thinking... <laughs> Not that negotiable. Oh, come on! You totally would have built one after there were vampires in your house. No, we just keep a like a, a circle of holy water pretty consistently around the outside of the house. The, the whole thing... You know what, Paul? You didn't do it right. The whole farm should be a devil's trap. Yeah. Like the, 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 the fence, the laid fence out. layout? Yeah. <laughs> what are you trying to do, Carmela? Well, I guess I was thinking, is there... Is there going to be like a place I could try to climb out and get up onto the roof? Sure. And how, okay. Um, that was very slanty from this picture. That's what I was kind of thinking, but. Yeah, you can get out there. That's fine. Okay. That looks more Barney than housey. What? Number 12 is, oh, that's the green, what the hell was I looking at? <laughs> 12 is definitely a barn. <laughs> the, the, the barn. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. And Barney has nothing to do with this, so. Right. Two plus two is four. Two, <laughs> two plus two, two is four. Is four. <laughs> I guess I'm gonna make my way towards a room where I could, uh, where I could climb out. But first, but first I'm gonna try to like close all the, the drapes to make it dark in there. Okay. I'm gonna try to set it up for my, uh, I might try to use the trick ability. If it figures out I'm up the stairs or something, but. Okay. And I don't think it has a nose. On your, so after you do that, you, you're basically on the roof now. And. Okay. You do hear it. It has broken into your house and is sort of trashing the place. Mm. And. Uh, My China. For, the China, I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> back over by Enzo and Sal. Enzo gets attacked. Wow, he does not get hit on that one. And no, I'm sorry. They're going to both attack Sal actually cuz Enzo moved up with the shotgun. So, one missed Sal and Sal yours is uh, 19 does not hit you, correct? No, it does not. 
Okay, so they both... Oh, no, I'm sorry. They can take full attacks this time. So you're going to get a couple more attacks here. Oh, I rolled the good ones for the bad attacks. But you still didn't get hit. Yay. And now it's Sal's turn. Um, now that they're starting to attack Sal, Sal's going to, with his free action, uh, activate his shield. And uh, he's going to attack the same... Wait, Steve just attacked the one that I was attacking, right? You guys have only damaged one of them. Yes. One has been attacked. That is it. Okay. Um, I am going to attack that same one again then. Okay. Uh, 25. That's a hit. Oh, TJ's rolling well. 15. 15 damage? Yes. Wow. <laughs> he did 13 last time. I know, I thought that was like the high end. <laughs> no, the high end is 16. God. And so with this, a massive punch to the... Snout. Spleen. <laughs> I always hit him in the spleen for the kill shot. <laughs> they don't have a discernible spleen. You just, yes, you hit it in the side. I want it, it's like a horse punch. You just punch it in the face and it collapses. It's like Mongo <laughs> from Blazing Saddles. <laughs> exactly. Fantastic. So that one goes down. And now it's... And then, I, and then I shout, hold on, Mom, we're coming. I suppose I don't shout it. I probably see it into my key, but still. <laughs> She's like, what the hell are you yelling for? <laughs> Do you want a heroic surge, Sal? Um, not yet. I feel like things are kind of under control at the moment. Oh no, I can do it twice a day. Yeah, I am going to do it once. I'm going to go and attack the other guy real fast. It's right there, so yeah, you just turn yeah. to your left and get a critical, TJ. <laughs> oh, okay. Your hand goes like through its You bucket. realize, Steve, that I rolled like crap for like the last two sessions, so let's just be satisfied that I'm hitting things. <laughs> Woohoo! I rolled a 20. Thanks, Steve. Are Steve, you roll a critical again. <laughs> That's what I just said! What do you think I was doing it for? Wow. Does, does a 23 hit, Paul? Yes, it does. So, what, Hot critical damn. is just max damage, right? Or do I roll double? I forget. Uh, it's a double in this it's game. It's a double, yeah, in this game. So, roll twice. Yeah. But you get to add your... Yeah, yeah, you had your modifier twice as well. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Well, He's going to kill it in one hit. <laughs> 28. Oh, God. Seriously? Holy <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a 5 and a 7. Plus 16. Uh, that's impressive. It looks really hurt. <laughs> it's not, it, does, it doesn't go down, though. Unfortunately, you didn't manage to knock them both down and... Enzo's super impressed with you, though. <laughs> I finally feel like fried from, you know, like or a, a, a piece of mind having had my dad's pride be shown to me. Right. And it's Enzo's turn, actually. Enzo says, I'm going to go help your mother. And he turns and takes off towards the house. Okay. Hopping the fence in between 12 and 15 through the garden. Uh, by number nine. I, I know I may not get this far in a turn, but I'm telling you what what path I'm taking. If you run, I, that's. I don't. There's no scale here. I know there's no scale, but running the, is the garden's really four. Small. 
Yeah, but I also have to hop a fence in between, so it's not like it's. We'll say you get to the garden this turn. You get to the smokehouse or root cellar, whichever is. Number nine. You can just crash through it like the thing. Like the Hulk, I am. (laughs) Yeah, you get to about nine, we'll say. Do I see her on the roof? Am I on that side? Yep. You can see her on the roof, and you can also see a gaping hole in the back of your house. And I say, son of a bitch. (laughs) Wait, hold on. Sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm Italian. Cocksucker. Right. And it's Carmelo's <laughs> turn. I want to line myself up with like the window that I came out where if like the creature were to figure out that's when I came out, it'd be looking in the sun to see me. Okay. So that I could use my, that's going to count as my trick to try to like daze it since it'd be looking into the sun. Okay. So I guess, I don't know how you want me to do that. Do you want me to do like pre-roll? Uh, so if it does it or do you want me to wait and just see if it comes out or? I'm losing books. Uh, let me look up. What is? Can you? Are you looking at trick that you can tell me? Yeah, yeah, I can. Yeah. Temporarily okay. confuse a target through the use of a ploy or deception. The target has to have an intelligence score of three or higher. So I guess we have to ask that first. Okay. Yes, it qualifies. Okay. Uh, it must be within thirty feet of the hero. It must be able to hear and understand the hero. Okay. I guess I'm trying to do something that's not verbal, though. So I don't know if, how you want to play that, but. That's fine. Uh, okay, I have what to use a full round, full round action. I make an intelligence check DC 15, adding smart level as a bonus. If it succeeds, the target can try to think quickly and ignore the trick. The target resists the trick by making a reflex save. DC throw 10 plus smart hero class level plus smart hero's intelligence bonus. Okay, add it all up for me and tell me what the effect is. Okay. Say that it dies. <laughs> yeah, it gets smited. No. Uh, oh, actually, I need to look what smart. What level am I in smart? Seven? No. Three. Oh. And... Okay, so I got a 17, so that beats the 15 I need. Okay. Uh, so then it would need to make a reflex save of 10 plus 3 plus 2. So, 15. And if it fails, it becomes dazed for one round. It is dazed for a round. Yay! We'll say, actually, that the whole time you were running up, you were just talking to it and luring it up there. Oh, okay. And then when it it is in that place, it... I was going to say, that's the only thing I don't really like about a couple of those abilities, is, like, you have to, like, talk to it. Yeah. And it's like, that's not necessarily, like, I don't know. It doesn't really seem to fit. Plus, it's like, what would a reflex save have to do with you talking at it? Yeah, I don't know. But that's <laughs> fine. It's okay. dazed. Okay. And it can take no actions for the next round. And now the one near end, uh, near, I'm sorry, near Sal is going to attack him again. Ooh, it might actually hit. 21, TJ? Uh, nope. Not with my shield. Uh, Way to go. That definitely hits. And then the bite does not hit, but you take six damage. And go ahead and we're going to make opposed grapple checks. You should be awesome at this. Because it's your base attack bonus plus strength. <clears throat> Nineteen. That I rolled really well. 
No, you are grappled, and you take an additional... You said I had to take eight damage, Paul? Six. Six damage and an additional four damage from being constricted in the thing's uh, tentacle. And also make a fort save. Twenty-two. Okay, you're not diseased. It was mad at you for trying to end its life in one very flashy blow. (laughs) And the one by Carmela is dazed. And now it's Sal's turn. So you are grappled. You can um, attempt to escape from the grapple uh, by making an opposed grapple check or an escape artist check. (laughs) Yeah, let's Uh, let's make that grapple check. If you, you can just, if you don't want to try to escape, you can attempt to just damage the opponent uh, by making an opposed grapple check. And if you succeed, instead of escaping, you just deal damage as with an unarmed strike. Oh, totally do that. Just punch it. Is with an unarmed strike as in what you normally I do. I wouldn't be able to I wouldn't be able to use my You'd still be using your brass knuckles. Oh, so it would basically be attacking then. Exactly. Except so, you're making a instead of attacking its defense class, I have to attack their in a post check, exactly. Okay. Defense well armor class. I basically have a choice between trying to escape and not attacking this turn or doing the opposed roll and that's my attack. Let's do the second one then. Okay. Uh, you definitely hit. Uh, 21. Yeah. Okay. 13. <laughs> it collapses. Do you want to describe this one? Um, Sal, uh, try is, Sal, who doesn't like vines grabbing on him, is <laughs> reacting in because he has bad past life experiences. Um, <laughs> swings somewhat wildly <laughs> to try and hit the tentacle to let it to get it let go of him, but ends up like punching it through the mouth and throat and like doing internal damage. And the thing was pretty much incredibly wounded when it tried to grab him the first time, and this basically just ended it. Okay. You are free, standing in uh, the two corpses of the hot views. And we'll leave it right there for this week. Thanks for listening to the LTM Gaming Podcast. You can find us online at ltmgaming.com, on Twitter at ltmgaming, or reach us via email at podcast at ltmgaming.com. We love to hear your thoughts and questions. As always, we do appreciate any five-star ratings you'd like to leave on iTunes. Tune in next week for the next installment of The Crushing Depths.